you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Megan Huber, and she is known as the Business Acceleration Mentor, or AKA BAM, B-A-M, that's her. Helping women entrepreneurs grow their business to six and multiple six figures in 12 months or less and become legendary leaders in their field. If that sounds like something you want, listen up, ladies, this show's for you. As the former director for an international coaching and online training company, where she's helped launch, develop, and run multi-million dollar coaching programs. Megan's business training trainings incorporate seven-figure launch strategies combined with a simplified human connection. That's everything, the human connection. You guys, Startup Nation, you're forgetting the human touch. That's why you're struggling. Uh, she uses a human connection approach that can be deployed online and offline in a sea of coaches and online mentors who teach theory, so true, Megan is highly focused on action, implementation, and sustainable results consistently over the long term. Startup Nation, that's what you want. You don't want the, the quick, make some money now, transactional type of business. You want this long-term relational type of business. Both Megan and her husband, Sean, are committed to supporting causes near and dear to their hearts. They are very involved with supporting Mission 22, a nonprofit organization that helps combat the ever-rising veteran suicide rate. They are parents to the daughter, Brighton. Two dogs and two tortoises. Those are, those are turtles, by the way, for all you all over the planet who don't live in, here in Florida. 
Uh, Megan's here in Florida, my stomping grounds. Uh, I'm in Tampa. We're both in Tampa. So you can find her at meganjohnsonhuber.com forward slash momentum. We'll have that link in the show notes. Megan, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Awesome. That was amazing. I'm so happy to be here. I cannot wait to dive into what is going to be a super juicy conversation, helping every listener get to their first 100K. And I want everybody to know before we dive in and start talking about making all this money, that I came from an extremely small town in rural North Carolina. My town had a population of 2,000 people, a stoplight, a Hardee's, a Piggly Wiggly, and I, uh, my first career was actually as a high school business teacher. I taught at the high school I graduated from. So if that is not like small beginnings, I don't know what is. So if I can do this, anybody can do this. All right, Startup Nation, you heard it from Megan. If you're listening right now in some podunk little town in the Midwest somewhere, America, then just know that you can build a successful business for you, for your family, for your dreams. Now, Megan's going to share how she built a multi-million dollar business in three years, starting with a Facebook community, just a private online community on Facebook. Now, I know some of you have heard, hey, go start a community. It's all about finding like-minded people, find your tribe, build your tribe, right? And build this community. And then you try, but you don't have a bleeping idea how to do it. I'm one of you, by the way, like, I'm just going to be real. I just off camera. I said that to Megan. I said, listen, I get, I should build my community. I just don't know how to do it. So Megan's going to share both for you and for I startup nation, how to do that. But before we get into her personal journey and her strategies, um, Megan, go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business, business life actually know. Oh, oh, wow. Let's get I juicy. Let's get juicy. Well, I think something, and you kind of alluded to this when we were chatting before this, it's like, wow, kind of mysterious there. You've got like this super calm energy. And what a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm incredibly goofy. And my husband, Sean, we've been together 12 years. He always tells me, he's like, Megan, you need to show like this goofy side. You're like such a nerd. You're like such a weirdo. You're so goofy. Nobody gets to see that except me and Brighton. Brighton is our nine-year-old daughter. So I think what a lot of people would not guess about me, because I, I hear kind of like you do too, it's like, wow, you kind of come across like intimidating. Like you kind of seem like you have it all together. And I think that's probably because I don't really show the goofiness side of myself. Um, not like a jokester, but just like super goofy, nerdy behind the scenes. That's probably the biggest thing that people don't really know about my personality. Thank you for sharing that because I think I, I mean, I said it to you offline. I said, and, and this is for our viewers out there. Um, I said to Megan, I said, Megan, it's like I'm looking into the camera and seeing the female version of myself. And it's freaking me out a little. Right? You did say that. <laughs> I did say that, right? And it's like, so why do you wear that mask? Like, what are you afraid of? Like, I, Let's be real, because we all have a different mask. You just shared your mask, okay? And I want to go there for a second, because this really plays into the mental game of entrepreneurship. We don't show ourselves and let people connect with us in a human way, and we wonder why we struggle to find other humans and build a community. So why, why you got that mask on, girl? Let's talk about that. 
So, you know, I've been in this like personal development world journey coaching since probably since I, I mean, since I left my teaching job in 2010. So it really started like beginning of 2011. And out of all the work that I've done, and I still, I do mindset work every single day. And I can trace like every time I get triggered or if there, uh, the mask comes on or it's playing small in our businesses. Because yes, even though you hear people have high six figure and seven figure businesses, there's still a degree of playing small. There is still a degree of wearing a mask. There is still a degree of a lack of visibility beyond like your comfortable Facebook group. So don't ever get confused. People who you see who are successful, everybody has something. And mine can always be traced back to, it, it's kind of like this, and I guess it's a fear. I don't know if fear is the right word, but it's like, oh my gosh, if people like really knew who I was, or if more people like really heard me talk or learned about my personality, what if they all tell me that I'm wrong? And it, that's different from always wanting to be right. There's a big difference in always wanting to be right, but the fear being wrong. So for me, what the fear of being wrong has always triggered my entire life. I can remember this since I was a little girl, probably like four years old is the first time I even remember that. If I'm wrong, then people are going to question my truth. And what if I have been in the dark and I really don't even know myself this whole entire time and I get found out and then what happens when you're wrong? you get into trouble. And what happens when you get into trouble? There's conflict. In my case, it was you get yelled at. There's conflict, then you have to deal with conflict. And for a lot of us, I think the thing that holds us back or that we're trying to hide as an adult, it can all be traced back to something that went on in our childhood experience. Whether it was happening to us or is happening around us, and it's what we were interpreting. And through the work that I've done on myself, it is very much how I was interpreting what was going on that I observed from the adults that were around me. Mm. And then what do you do when you're a little girl or a little boy? You learn how to create whatever it is. We all do it in a different way. You learn how to create some sort of defense mechanism mm -hmm. that protects you from, in my case, it was a conflict and not like a physical, I'm being harmed conflict, but um, anger conflict or like people shouting at each other or people being really mad at each other or people talking really down about other people. And so I grew up thinking like, well, if, I'm, if the people who are raising me and loving me are talking negatively about other people, then everybody is talking negatively about everybody including me. So when you grow up and you, and you just have this world when you're a child and you think like everybody is watching, everybody is saying something bad about me and nobody likes me because of whatever reason. And so then a lot of that like creeps up in your adulthood, <laughs> like when you're building a business and you've got to be in front of people and you have to be visible and you're doing marketing and you're on podcasts and you're posting and you're really sharing not only your expertise, you're sharing your story and that's a really scary place to be and sometimes you can make yourself think if I really put myself out there like you can almost connect it back to like having stones thrown at you so that for me is exactly where that comes from okay Megan 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 first off 
Thank you for breaking that down like that. That Now, Startup Nation, this is why you love listening to this show, your first 100K, because we speak about the things that nobody else is talking about, like the mental game of entrepreneurship. What goes on in between your ears, year one, two, and three? That blocks you, keeps you playing small, like Megan's saying. What are those, those boulders or anchors or chains you're dragging from your childhood into your business and wondering why you just can't go forward? Wondering why you're plateauing? Like Megan just dropped it hard. And she did it in a very vulnerable and transparent way, sharing her own story, a story I can relate to as well. And maybe you can relate to uh, what Megan said as well. She's scared to look wrong to others. Startup Nation, you're scared to look wrong to others. You're afraid they won't like you. They won't accept you. They'll judge you. And deep down, we're all human. We want to be loved and accepted, don't we? That's what it all comes down to. Right. So Megan, thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing that because that's the human side of this interview. Now we're going to get into the business. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it, girl. All right. So uh, top three tips or strategies that you used actually before we even go there, you see how I keep doing intrigue frames, just messing with people. All right. So uh, before we go there, I'd like you to share why is it critical to build a community first of your ideal clients before you build the product or solution to their pain? Why bring the people together? Why can't I skip that? Go build the field of dreams and then wish and hope they're gonna come and want what I got. Yeah, great question. And before I tell you why, I'll tell you how I figured that out. So I think something that's kind of unique about my business journey has been that I've actually started a coaching business and then put it to the side. And then I restarted a second coaching business four years later. So what the heck was I doing in the in-between? In the in-between, I left my business to go work for a like globally known, massive, multi-million dollar a year coaching company. And it was really there where I had the opportunity not only to work in almost every facet of a multi-million dollar business behind the scenes, but I also got to work with over a thousand coaches who were trying to get to their first 100K and beyond. So it's kind of like being in a research lab for four years where I was able to have a front row seat. And the most interesting part for me was watching people in a program who all have access to the same coach, the same material, the same resources, the same training, the same everything. And I started noticing that there was a small percentage of people, and it was very small, who would reach their six figures, and then like the massive percentage would not. And so I, for four years, I was like, I have to figure out why, like what is the code that needs to be cracked here if all these people have access to the same thing, they're, they're all, they all have the same possibility available to them. And I noticed a few, like very few things that were different between those two groups of people. One of them was that the people who did generate six figures and beyond in a single year, they did something really, really early on in their business that everybody else was not doing. And one of those things was they focused on building a community first. And I took really good notes so that when I knew I was going to reboot my own business, I knew that one of my first steps was going to be 
build a community, have a place where people can come to because human beings, we, every single one of us likes to feel like we belong somewhere. And when we belong somewhere, it makes us feel seen and it makes us feel heard and it makes us feel understood. And when it comes to selling something in our businesses, our clients, our audience, our idle clients, the only way we stand a chance of them saying yes to what we're putting in front of them, whether that's a product or a service or a package or whatever it is, they're only going to say yes if they truly feel like we see them we hear them, we understand them, and there's a sense of belonging. And they also see you, the listener, you as the leader. So you've got to really position yourself as a leader because people follow leaders. People are going to say yes to leaders. So when I rebooted my business in January of 2017, I had made a decision in my mind that I was going to build a community, and I had like two kind of mottos. It was um, make people my priority and serve people first. And I knew I was going to start a Facebook group and I was going to invite people into a Facebook group because that's where I could gather my ideal clients and I could get to know them. I could ask them questions about what their problems were, what they wanted. And I could then turn that into training that I could do right in front of a captive audience. And I had decided. I was going to do that for 90 days before I even made an offer because I knew that if I want to have buyers, plural, the faster way for me to do that wasn't to go out and like try to find individuals or just like plop up a landing page, like you said, and expect people to come. I knew I was going to be able to attract multiple people at one time if I built a group and a community that I could lead. And I didn't have to do that for 90 days because about seven days into that, people started private messaging me, asking me if, hey, like, do you actually have a business here? How do I get on a call with you? What is it that you're offering? And I thought, well, I guess my 90 days is going to go out the window. I'll just start making offers now. So community is huge because you always have a place to go make offers and you always are going to have people who say yes to you as long as you're really cultivating that community. I get that. That's powerful. All right. So startup nation, six figure earners build a community first. That's what Megan's saying. They build the community first. She did the research. She got to be a social scientist and observe all these people. The ones that made six figures and beyond, they built the community first. The ones that didn't build the community first never got to six figures. Which are you? Which are you startup nation? Just get real about what's real. Don't make yourself wrong, but look where you're at. Is it working? Is it not working? It's a very simple question. If it's working, keep doing what you're doing. If it's not working, would you stop talking and listen to Megan, please? All right. And she says, what were your two mottos? Make people high priority and serve people first? Yeah, serve first and make people your priority. Got it. Those are really good ones. So simple. They're so but, simple. They're, they're so, so simple. simple. We forget them though, because they're that yeah. simple. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay. We got to get tactile. What are your top three tips or strategies that you use specifically in your business to build this community and then monetize the community to hundred K okay. and now up to over a million dollars. Give yeah. those to startup nation. What can they do like this year to, to do that and model your success? 
I'm going to share with you exactly what I did when I rebooted my business in January 2017. And nothing much has changed. So that's the other point I want to make. I've been back in this business for a little over, what, three years and a month now. And I really haven't changed what I've done to grow my community and then move people into a program. So it's not like I just did it for three months and then I moved on to the next strategy or tactic. I'm still doing the same thing three years later. And that's one of the powers of growing your business exponentially. It's focus and it's focusing on one thing until you truly have mastered it. So I'll tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. First thing I did was I got incredibly clear on who my ideal client was. I knew exactly what their problems were based on what problems I knew I could solve. I knew exactly what they wanted. How did I find that out? Well, Part of it was I knew what my skill set was, and I knew what my experience had been, and I knew what my background was in. Number two, I probably interviewed 30 people. So I knew I pinpointed people, I reached out to them, and I said, hey, look, I'm super stoked. I'm getting ready to relaunch my business. I feel like where you're at right now or where you were a year ago is exactly who my ideal client is. Can I just have 20 minutes of your time to ask you a series of questions um, so that I can really like jumpstart my business. I wasn't trying to recruit them as a client. I was really doing like serious research. So I was super clear right out of the gate. So I got very clear on who my ideal client was. Second, I knew exactly what I was promising people. So in like one sentence, I figured out a very specific promise and it was not, I'm gonna help you grow your business. It was not, I'm gonna help you be more confident. It was specific, like, I'm going to help you generate your next two to three clients in 30 days. That's just an example. Like, be that specific about what the promise was. So Do I you made remember sure what your promise was? Specifically? Well, that was the first. That was actually, I launched a course at the beginning of February in 2017, and that was the promise. Because all of the people in my Facebook group were telling me, if I could just generate two to three clients in the next 30 days, I would be golden because your audience is thinking about what they want right now. They're not thinking about what do I want like five years from now and they're going to go buy that. They're buying like, what do I want in the next 30 days? Who the heck can help me do that? And then 80% of them were telling me that's what they wanted. So I knew the idle client was, I knew exactly what my promise was, and I created an offer that would solve that problem and help them reach that promise. So that is like the first thing you want to do. And you stay super duper focused on that. And then I popped up a Facebook group. So opened up my Facebook group. How did I fill it? I think it's really important to pick a platform that you're going to look at as your revenue generating platform. One platform, two, one three, platform. how many? One at first. One at okay. first. And I still only focus on one three years later. And it's Facebook for me. Doesn't mean that Facebook is the one and only. It was just the one I chose. And I'm a big believer in picking a platform and mastering all the features of the platform. So if you look at Facebook, there's five features of Facebook, business page, personal page, stories, groups, and private messenger. I use all five of the features to grow my business and build my community. And it's taken three years to get to a place where I feel like I've actually mastered the Facebook platform. So I knew that my idle clients were already on Facebook. I knew that they liked groups. And I knew that I could teach. I knew that I had a lot of value to give and I knew I had a message to share. So I popped up my Facebook group 
I posted just a few times on my personal page and I was advertising, so this is key, I was advertising trainings that I was giving on a specific topic that would speak to my ideal client, but it was happening inside of my Facebook group. So when we think about like, how do we actually get people to want to even join our Facebook group? It's not enough just to say, hey, come join my community. We're super cool over here. People are always thinking, what's in it for me? We, we're human. We all think about ourselves all day long and we care about ourselves and we're in our own heads and we're thinking about our own stuff every single day. So you do have to be thinking like, well, what is it in it for the person who's going to now take their attention that's been directed somewhere else and I'm going to move their attention over here. So you, you simply create things of value that you're putting inside of your Facebook group and you promote it outside of the Facebook group. That is all I did. And I focus on quality people. I wasn't trying to have 10,000 people inside of my community just so I could say I had 10,000. I wanted the people who I knew I could serve and the people who were ready to take action. So once I had people in the group, I put myself on a very consistent schedule of doing two to three Facebook Lives a week and posting every single day and engaging with my audience inside of that Facebook group. And then when the timing was right, I was asking them to join me in my program. That is all I did. No website, no Facebook ads. I didn't even have landing pages. I wasn't building a list. I didn't go get a fancy photo shoot. I did not have a virtual assistant. I just used the Facebook group, the power of connection and community, engaged with them, gave them value, asked them to work with me. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and that's how I made my first 100K. Startup Nation, are you taking notes? Press rewind. Go back. Listen to what Megan's saying. There's some complexity in it, yes, in the way she just broke that down. But when you really just peel back the onion, it's actually very three to four very simple steps that you want to master. Pick one platform to master them on. Just that she, I, I know she walks the talk here because like very few people, I've never heard anybody say, here's the five features of, of Facebook. Like nobody knows that. I don't know that. You know that because it's your platform, which is your business, right? So like that's key for you. That's very strategic. And advertise training classes about the topics that solve your ideal client's problems. Advertise it outside of your community to the public to, and then let them know, hey, it's happening in the community. You need to come in and join if you want that problem solved. Is that about right? That's about right. Because if we are, you know, kind of, we're, you know, talking about this question that you asked a few minutes ago around like, why build a community and how do you build a community? Well, we don't have a community and we're just out like flippantly sharing our message. You don't actually really have an audience. You think you do because you have a lot of followers or you have a lot of friends, but a sliver of those people are actually your ideal clients who are buyers. So yeah, you might be out there taking action and sharing a message, but who's really listening to it? So having a, a Facebook group, and look, that's just an example. There's other places you can build a community. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about, hey, I'm going to talk about this very specific topic, 
and it's it's going to magnetize to you the person who's raising their hand saying holy cow like i need that let me go see what that's about now you've got all these ideal clients right in front of you at your fingertips inside of your community mm. This is so powerful and it's so bleeping true that we're all like putting messages everywhere. We're doing this spaghetti on a wall approach, gunshot approach, and, and pretending it's working. Pretending we have ideal clients somewhere in all that, but we have no idea who they are. And what you're saying here, Megan, is no, the strategy is all wrong, people. Like what you want to do is you want to put it, first off, identify who's that ideal client you want to you want to speak with, get clear on who they are and what they want, then get clear on your promise to them. What are you actually going to give them? Then create offers that solve their problem and then trainings in the community. They put their hand up, invite them in, boom, you give them the training. Once there's all that juicy talk back and forth and communication, then you, you'll know when to make that offer to them. And, and Startup Nation, I really want you to get that Megan runs, Megan, how much gross revenue did your business do approximately in the last 12 months? Uh, right around 500. Okay. So $500,000 and you've made over a million in the past uh, three years. Yeah. Yes. So I want you to get startup nation that Megan doesn't have a website. She's making 500 K a year and she doesn't even have a bleeping website. So for all those gurus out there that say, oh, you need a web designer, you need to spend two to 3,000 or more for that perfect website to attract those customers, Megan's like evidence that you actually don't. You just need to get clear on who you're serving, what they want, what's the problem, what's your offers, and then like show up and serve them and put them first. And, get and it in works. Front of, get in, like get your face and yourself in front of them. And I'm, I have a feeling you're going to agree with what I'm about to say. The reason why when people are relying on like landing pages or a sales page or a website to do it for them, from my experience and my training, it is 10 times harder to convert someone into being a buyer from your written like sales page. Like it is hard to become an epic copywriter that is able to bring someone in relatively cold, they're going to read your sales page and then you think they're going to buy your $2,000 or $5,000 thing. Trust me when I say it is 10 times easier to just connect with them and have a conversation with them. And I always encourage people get really good at selling face-to-face, belly-to-belly, having a conversation with someone because that's what's going to translate onto the page. And I knew that starting out, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to write sales pages or emails that were going to convert people fast. I knew I could do it like looking at someone in their eyeballs, asking them questions, letting them talk about themselves. I was, I'm always, I'm always so surprised when people say to me, who I, when I talk to them one-on-one -on -one about working together and they're like, this is so refreshing because you're the first person who actually asked me questions about myself and you sit there and you shut up and you listen. That is what your audience wants from you. They don't just want your pages. They want you. So give them you. Mm. This is so true. I know in my spiritual coaching business that the majority of my clients uh, don't come from just online searches. 
right? And they find me and they read my webpage and copy and they're like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's got exactly what I need. I'm in. Um, that happens occasionally, but it's rare. They come from, they met me in person. Uh, I was at the coffee shop a, a, a few weeks back and I had one of my business cards up on the bulletin board or something there. And a young 24 year old comes over to me and he goes, is this you? I was like, yeah. And he goes, I love what you do. Can I sit? And I was like, okay. And we just chatted all about him and what's going on in his life. He ended up hiring me, jumping on a spiritual clarity call, running a credit card, and boom, he's having major transformations in his life. But it all came from this face-to-face, -face, as you said, belly-to-belly, -belly, and me just looking people in the eye and say, hey, what are you struggling with? Like, yeah. what's going on? You know, and then just listening and then seeing if what I have matches what they need. If it doesn't, that's totally fine. A startup nation, like this is the key. It's the human interaction, right? Whatever medium you choose, that's the most important ingredient. I think that's really how Megan's showing up with this. I love that, Megan, you're, you're an outlier from all the noise online of how to do it. And you're going up against, if I may say, the Russell Brunsons of the world, right? That he's a genius when it comes to marketing copy. There's no question, but we all think we can be like him and it's tantalizing, it's tempting. And what you're saying sounds like bleeping work. And let's just be, be real about it. So we want the shortcut approach, right? And that's why we're all doing that, but it's not working. And I think that's really what you're saying. There is no easy fix to building relationship and actually caring about people and listening to people. You really just have to do the work of that. Anything you want yeah. to add to that? Yeah, you really have to do the work and you know, I study Russell Brunson, his book, Expert Secrets. I think I've read it five times. Um, I still follow, I actually follow his methodology when I do, because all of my launches to fill my programs, it's all done inside of my Facebook group. And I don't do email launches. I don't do, you know, automation, any of that for my launches. But I'm still studying his process and I implement it into everything I'm doing. And, you know, to use the example of Russell, he's also still building relationships with people. And I think that's one of the things that folks coming into this industry, when we see someone who has a really great website or someone who is relying on funnels and Facebook ads and sales pages, and you can tell they are an epic copywriter or they're hiring epic copywriters, I think what a lot of people don't know is that they are also behind the scenes still focusing on like there's a, there's a part of what they're doing that is still homegrown and they're still a part of what they're doing that's grassroots and they're still a part of what they're doing that's organic. Those people are not completely not doing the organic. We just don't know about it. We just don't see it because we're seeing the flashy funnels and automation. But people like a Russell Brunson also got to where he is because of relationships. Selling potato guns. Selling potato guns. There you go. The Bodunk Midwest boy right there, you know, and now he's like number one in the world, right? In this. So I love, I love that you said that. And I think we really put together a great show here today about the importance of human to human connection, truly caring for people, listening to people and showing up and serving them in whatever it is that they need. So Megan, uh, we're listening to Megan Huber. You can find her at meganjohnsonhuber.com forward slash 
momentum. She's in the middle of a launch right now. You want to get in on this. We'll talk about it in a few minutes. Before we do, Megan, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Bring out your goofy side. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, yes, let's go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Oh, the people I get to serve. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, that I work too much and my sometimes I don't go upstairs with my family until like 7 p.m. Oh my gosh, you're on the line with the spiritual coach. Watch out. All right, be honest and real, girl. What are you most afraid of? Oh gosh. Um, okay, aside from being wrong, my biggest fear is getting to the moment when I am dying and I look back on my life and I realize that it was so much easier and so much more simple than I made it. <laughs> I think you just identified all of our fears. Uh, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in your business? Ooh, uh, worrying what people are going to think about me and if I was doing everything perfectly. Because you're scared to look wrong to others. Oh, yeah. Bam. What secret fear do you have about people other than that one? Because that's the big one. Oh, other than that one? Secret fear about people? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it all circles around the same thing. My, my secret fear is that people are mad at me. Got it. Which would lead to conflict eventually, wouldn't it? Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Oh, to keep it simple and to trust myself. Mm, so good. What's a new habit you want to form? Wake up earlier. <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, okay, this is really funny. I pick the skin on my thumbs. That is a really bad habit and it's gross. Does your husband hate it? Yes. I could imagine. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Who I am now? Mm -hmm. uh, genuine, focused, and, and highly driven. I'm surprised you didn't put goofy in there. I'm, a little, I'm a little taken back. Pick okay. three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Ooh. Scared to death, timid, and shy. Okay, those go together. And uh, we'll just go with those. Got it. And last question, Megan, if you could come back to life after you die, look your husband and your little girl brighten in the eye and give them only one piece of, of advice about life, about eternity, about everything, what would you say to them? I would tell them to follow their heart, to be themselves, and to be a better version of themselves every single day. Love it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? Uh, decide that it is already done. Believe that it is possible for you to see it in your mind's eye and envision it every single day and know that not only are you worthy of it, but you are deserving of it. Preach, girl. Preach. I love it. You should be a pastor or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Startup Nation, you can find Megan at. Megan, what do you got? You're uh, in the middle of a launch. What do you want to offer here? 
uh, go to meganjohnsonhuber.com forward slash momentum. And if you want to come check out our Facebook group community, and you can kind of see what we do in there and go emulate what we're doing. It's structured freedom for coaches growing six-figure businesses. All right. Startup Nation, go get it. The way you spell Huber is H-U-B-E-R. So meganjohnsonhuber.com forward slash momentum. And Startup Nation, if you are interested in spiritual coaching and maybe like Megan, you're a workaholic and your family is deserted on some island upstairs and you're just leaving them there. And even though they're the very reason why you're working so hard to make the money, but then you're stealing time from them so you can make more of it. What are you doing? You need some startup coaching. I'm the guy to help you with that. Go to josephwarren.net, josephwarren.net, and I promise you, we will get you spiritually aligned so that your priorities show up and match your intentions. It's josephwarren.com. Megan, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.